1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern speaking to you tonight from Hollywood, California. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen. You'll get a shave that's really clean. You'll be a Colgate brushless fan. The 479th edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel.
0: Featuring America's most famous collector of yarns and stories, radio's number one sports reporter, Bill
1: Stern. Good evening. Tonight, as usual, we bring you stories, some legends, some hearsay, but also interesting, we'd like to pass them along to you. We're broadcasting tonight from Hollywood, California. And we're in Hollywood getting ready to broadcast tomorrow's Harbor Bowl football game between Nevada and Villanova. Our guest tonight is the famous motion picture star, Mr. George Raft. But before you meet George Raft in person, here is real one. Tonight, even though I'm in Hollywood, the land of broken promises, here's one New Year's resolution that any man can keep. That is... To treat your face to shaves that leave your face feeling really comfortable afterward. How do you do it? By using Colgate Brushless shaving cream. Try it now on this swell proposition. There is one buck cash that says Colgate Brushless will win you in a flash. And here's why.
0: Because it's light and fine textured, Colgate Brushless completely surrounds, softens, and supports each bristle better than greasy, heavy creams. No matting down, no clogging. Your razor doesn't
1: skitter skip when you use Colgate Brushless, but cuts through clean and smooth. You'll see the difference, that light, fine texture a Colgate Brushless shaving cream makes. Colgate Brushless gets whiskers so soft, there's no razor pull, no aftershave tenderness. Your beard comes off slick and smooth, and your face feels cool and refreshed afterward. Yes, sir, for a face-happy New Year, get a large or giant-sized tube or jar of Colgate Brushless shaving cream. Use it one week. If that doesn't convince you that Colgate Brushless is tops and shaves, Just send the carton tap back to me, Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey, and you'll get one dollar back, but quick. Now, how's about it? There's one buck cash, says Colgate Brushless wins you in a flash. Real 2, 1948 in review. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're broadcasting from Hollywood, California, on this, the last evening of 1948. This is New Year's Eve. In a few moments, 1948 will be just a memory. But before this year does become history, let's go back and review the great sports stories of the past year. Remember, some of these are legends, others hearsay. But here they are. Stories that you may have heard during this past year. Memories that must not be forgotten on this, the last night of 1948.
0: 1948
1: passes in review. The biggest story of this passing year was the death of Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, the orphan boy who became the idol of every child, the hero of a nation, the greatest baseball player of all time. And yet, yet, you know, whenever I mention the name of Babe Ruth, I think of a strange story that we told this year, even though actually it was a story that began many years ago. A story that began one day when newsboys were shouting, Extra!
0: Extra! Get your paper! Babe Ruth said... Babe Ruth, making the hospital.
1: Read all about it. Babe Ruth was a mighty sick man that day. He was sick because he'd eaten 30 hot dogs and because he drank 12 bottles of soda pop. Strangely enough, the man who fed Babe Ruth those 30 hot dogs and those 12 bottles of pop was then the Yankee Bat Boy. But the strangest part of this story is that the boy who was responsible for Babe Ruth's illness then, that boy, is today playing Babe Ruth's life on the screen. For his name is Bill Bendix. The next story we told in 1948 took place on... February the 20th. This was the story of a great wrestler who came out of the University of Pennsylvania, a wrestler named Bob Allman. Bob Allman went on to become a great sports announcer. And as he said on this program last February,
0: Yes, I'm a sports announcer. I broadcast wrestling matches, track meets, and football
1: games. That's the story. The story of a great wrestler who became a great sports announcer. Today, as he said, he broadcasts all kinds of sports events, despite the fact that he is blind. Let's continue with our memories of the great sports stories of this passing year. On this, our last broadcast of 1948... Do you remember a story we told on August the 6th? Then we were in London, England, broadcasting the 1948 Olympic Games. In London at that time, two British prize fighters, Herbert Bailey and George Pawson, were scheduled to fight. But what the crowd did not know was that George Pawson had agreed to take a dive in the second round. The fight was a fake. In the second round, George Pawson did fall to the canvas just as he'd agreed to do. Not a blow had been struck. A fallen fighter lay on the floor, and while he was being counted out, He winked up at the referee to show that he was all right. And yet when the referee finished the count and went to help this fallen fighter back to his feet, this fighter who was not hurt, and who was only lying on the floor only because he'd agreed to throw that fight and would fall into that floor without a single blow being struck, was dead. Our 1948 Parade of Memories is passing in review. The next great story we told this year happened on... September the 3rd. We can never forget the story we told that day. The story of a big game hunter. A hunter named Shorty. A hunter who last year in Africa shot and killed... A lion. A wild buffalo. Five crocodiles. A hippopotamus. A herd of elephants. Yeah, this hunter named Shorty shot the most dangerous big-game animals in Africa. And yet the incredible part of the story is the fact that this big-game hunter is a girl. A girl who shot all of these animals despite the fact that she was only 12 years old. Tonight on this last day of 1948, We're retelling the best sports stories we've told during this year. Memory's a great sports star that must never be forgotten. Perhaps the next great sports story of 1948 we told on... November the 5th. This, this was one of the most incredible stories that we told this year. A story that reached its climax only last November. However, the story began several years ago back in the town of Lander, Wyoming. Lander, Wyoming then, had a baseball team. And everybody in Lander was proud of their team. Yet the week before the team was scheduled to play for the state championship, tragedy struck. Their star pitcher was kidnapped by a rival team. Immediately, the team manager hired another pitcher, a youngster named Lester Hunt, that he had to bring to Wyoming from Illinois. And the youngster named Lester Hunt from Illinois pitched a wonderful game. In fact, he won the baseball championship of the state of Wyoming. Well, that's the story. The story of a baseball pitcher named Lester Hunt who was brought from Illinois to Wyoming to pitch a game of baseball. But the strangest part of this story, the strangest part of this story is that this man named Lester Hunt, who never would have come to Wyoming except for his ability as a baseball state. However, in remembering the great sports stories that we told during 1948, we must not forget the story of a man who died in jail during the past year. His name was Cyril Walker. And we told this story on... September the 17th. Cyril Walker had been a golf caddy. He carried anybody's golf bags for a few pennies. Strange that Cyril Walker should carry anyone's golf bags for a few pennies. Because not so long ago, he was the golf champion of the United States. Just a minute, Bill Stern. May I interrupt you for a moment? You certainly may, George. Ladies and gentlemen may I introduce the famous motion picture star, George Rath? Bill, you've talked a lot tonight about your memories of the past year, the year of 1948. And, Bill, I have my memories, too. Memories not only of this year, but of many other years. Years in which I've watched the greatest sports figures pass in review. Such as who, George? Well, I remember Mickey Walker, Tony Canzaneri, Billy Patrol, Benny Leonard, Barney Ross, Lou Gehrig, Christy Matheson, Waller Johnson, Ty Cobb, Tris Speaker, Red Grange, Bronco Nagursky, The Four Horsemen,
0: Ernie Nevers, Benny Friedman, Bill Tilden, Bobby Jones, Earl Sandy, George
1: M. Cohan. George M. Cohan, why, he was a songwriter. Sure he was, Bill, but George M. Cohan did a lot for sports. You know the story, Bill. Why don't you tell it? I will, George. And thanks a lot for reminding me of it. <laughs> Several years ago, there was a great athlete named John Shea out at the University of Notre Dame. He was such a great athlete that finally a dinner was given in his honor. A dinner at which the Toastmaster was the famous George M. Cohan. That night, as George M. Cohan got up to speak, he said, Ladies and gentlemen, we're here to pay tribute to John Shay of Notre Dame.
0: I wish I could say that his great athletic records will last forever, but they won't. Someday someone will come along and beat these records. That's true in sports, but it's not true in my business. I'm a songwriter, and if I write a great song, it does last. Since John Shea is musically inclined, I'd like to suggest that he devote himself to creating music that might last, rather than athletic records that will not last.
1: John Shea in Notre Dame was impressed with what George M. Cohen had said that night. That's why later on, back in George M. Cohen's apartment, he and Mr. Cohen stood around the piano talking of music. In that room that night, under George M. Cohen's guidance, John Shea began a song, a song that was destined to become America's best-known college march, for it was this night that John Shea wrote the song that's inspired the men of Notre Dame. While the loyal sons are marching Onward to victory Next time you hear that great song of the University of Notre Dame, remember that it might never have been written but for a night some years ago when a young composer, John Shea of Notre Dame, was introduced to the famous George M. Cohen, who showed him how to write a song, showed him how by writing a song himself that same night, a song that's lasted just as long as Notre Dame's Victory March. For it was on this same night in that same room that Notre Dame's song was written, that George M. Cohan wrote his immortal song, it's a grand old flag. Right on the grand old flag, should all the be forgot and never brought to mind. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Hollywood, California, on this, the last night of the old year, 1948, we brought you the best stories that we told during this past year. Stories that must not be forgotten. Stories from out of the past that have made up our profiles and portraits for posterity. Oh! Since we're broadcasting from Hollywood tonight, here's the best in the Far West, Don Stan.
0: Men, a shaving cream has to be mighty good to make a proposition like this. There's one buck cash says Colgate Brushless wins you in a flash.
1: Try it and see for yourself. You'll discover this. Because it's light and fine textured. Colgate Brushless completely surrounds, softens, and supports each bristle better than greasy, heavy creams. There's no matting down, there's no clogging. Your razor doesn't skid or skip when you use Colgate Brushless. It cuts through clean and smooth. Yes, that light, fine-textured Colgate Brushless really fixes tough whiskers, makes
0: shaving wonderfully fast, slick, and easy, and leaves your face feeling delightfully relaxed and comfortable.
1: Tomorrow, buy a large or giant-sized tube or jar of Colgate Brushless shaving cream. Use it a week. If you are not convinced that Colgate Brushless makes shaving right for you, then I'll send you $1. Just mail the carton top back to me, Bill Stern, of Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey. Now, how's about it? There is one buck cash, says Colgate Brushless, wins you in a flash. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the 3-0 mark for tonight. We've been broadcasting tonight from Hollywood, California. Next week we'll be back, same time, same stations, also from Hollywood, when our guest will be Eddie Cantor. See you then, and until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the news of the day, newsreels at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now, until next Friday night at the same time, when our guest will be Eddie Cantor, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night from Hollywood. Bill Stern, the Colgate-shaped man is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate-shapery man, had lots to say. He told you tales of sport heroes, the inside dope he really knows. So listen in next Friday
0: night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Tomorrow night over NBC, here Colgate's Hour of Fun. Hilarious Judy Canova, followed immediately by a day in the life of Dennis Day. George Raft, who appeared on this program tonight, may soon be seen starring in his latest picture, Outpost in Morocco. The Bill Stern show tonight came from Hollywood, California. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.